Hello, and welcome once again to another edition of TSC Music Radio's Music with a Mission, where we take an in-depth view of the artists chosen by God to use their gift to glorify Him, the stories behind their music, and of course, how the Lord has been with them in the process. We also examine the many issues surrounding music ministry, which is our agenda today. Our guests are a panel of actors, former actors, writers, directors, even a former pastor, as we're going to talk about the effectiveness of Christian drama as a ministry on Music with a Mission. I'm Derek Davis, and we are blessed to have with us a group of friends, brothers, and sisters, actors, actors, writers, directors, uh, as we examine the issue of the effectiveness of Christian drama as ministry. And of course, with us is the director of TSC Music, Greg Thomas, riding along with us again. How you doing, Greg? Good to be here, Derek. We've got to the far left over there, way over there, Tiffany Thompson. How are you doing, Tiffany? Very good, thank you. And David? David, what's your last name? My last name is Olvera. David Olvera. David Ham. Hey, what's up, Derek? Good to see you again, sir. You too, bro. And Jessica Carrasco, who is more than just a name at the end of the podcast. <laughs> she's actually a person. How and you I'm doing? here today. And hey, she's here today. <laughs> uh, before we dig in and explore the issue, let's get a brief outlined audio resume, if if you will, from you guys, so folks can get an idea of who they're listening to. So um, please introduce yourselves. Tell us some of the hats you wear now and just a bit of where you came from and what you've done. I am the uh, Youth Praise Choir Administrator here at Times Square Church, mm-hmm. also assistant to Greg uh, Thomas, mm-hmm. um, also worship leader, um, and uh, definitely have af- acting experience that actually... Um, is where I came from. I came from the theater. I went to SUNY Purchase, which is an acting conservatory, and acted professionally for six or seven years. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to Music with a Mission. <laughs> David? Hi, my name is David. I am the husband of Mary Olvera, okay. father of three, nice. um, currently serve in the choir, a former pastor, was a pastor for about 12 years, and okay. I'm happy to be here. Well, happy to have you. David Ham. Hey. Good to see you again, man. Good to see you, brother. Okay. Glad to be here back on TSC Radio. Let's go. <laughs> um, uh, What's your resume look like? Uh, shortly, performing yeah. arts director, uh, directing music, theater, film, mm-hmm. um, managing music artists. Um, uh, but glad to be here today talking about Christian drama, yeah. uh, which has really been my journey okay. uh, in performing arts. And Jessica Carrasco. Hey, I'm uh, Jesse, and I'm the project manager here at uh, TSC Music. Part of what I do is help administrate this podcast. and um, But I also, part of what I've done here at Times Square Church for several years is coordinating productions um, at the gate, some Christmas productions that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, have a theater background, studied theater in school, majored in directing, came to New York to do theater for a little while and got saved shortly thereafter. And so a lot of what I've done since then is here at the church. Okay. And she frowns at me when I do something wrong. So <laughs> she's there in my face today. Christian uh, drama, of course, is common in children's ministry. We all know that. We see that all the time as we use puppets, skits, and plays to introduce the little ones to the love of Christ. But increasingly, we're seeing 
theatrical productions that cater to or look to draw adults, including young adults, to the Lord with adult themes and controversial topics and relevant subject matter. One production in particular that sticks out in my mind, and I hope this doesn't sound biased, it's the Times Square Church holiday production, Christmas Around the World, which addressed a variety of timely topics. W- weren't you in that one? <laughs> yes, I was. Kind of significant I had a small role in it. And it addressed uh, a variety of timely topics in one single production. So having said all of that, is Christian dramatic ministry effective in putting the Lord in the limelight? Absolutely. I've just, uh, it's been a joy just to see the effectiveness of drama mm-hmm. um, used to uh, put God's glory on display. Yeah. Um, and um, more importantly, just to, to portray a redemptive message um, and create a visual for the gospel. Um, I, I, I love, I love drama. Um, I love acting. I, I think, again, it's, it's art. It's a, it's a creative art form. And I, and I believe, I believe God is the master of art. Um, okay. Uh, I believe God is, he's the creator, you know, from the beginning in Genesis chapter one. And if you, if you just read through chapter one, it's just the masterpiece of, of God's work. I mean, he was, he was creating and it, sure. was, it was art. Okay. You know, Okay. David? I think that it can be effective so long as our goal is to minister and not necessarily to entertain. Mm. Um, I think that probably for the most part, people think that dramatic presentation is a new idea, when in fact I think it's an old idea. Um, For example, you see Ezekiel and his relationship with God. Um, He used props. He Mm -hmm. had a clay brick. He had... A, sea, a, a wall, you know, built a siege against it. He lay on one side for 390 days, the other side for 40 days, mm-hmm. all as representation of God's interaction with his people. Mm. And so I think that um, in the Old Testament, you also see it with Jeremiah mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. going into the potter's house. God taught Jeremiah, okay. you know, and, and they were things that were tangible and it was an enactment that could be seen by people for a specific purpose, and that was led by God himself. Okay. And so I think so long as we retain the heart of God, you know, in our enactments and in our plays and our drama, that it's very effective in representing the Christ and who he is and bringing people into the story. Understood. And everybody loves a good story. Yes. Do you think that Jesus using the parables to the disciples falls in that category? Absolutely. Oh, Um, Jesus came, you know, teaching in parables, really like nobody else had except for God in the Old Testament. Again, Mm -hmm. teaching Jeremiah, um, using things as an example, you know, showing the truth and a deeper truth, you know, meshing them together. And if you think about what Jesus did and, you know, he he used things like uh, wheat and bread and uh, all kinds of tangible things. But who wants to hear a story, a story just about that? But he brought a deeper truth about reaping and sowing, okay. about bread as sustenance from heaven. Okay. And so, yeah, I do think that, that Jesus did that also. So if indeed drama is an effective Christian ministry, why aren't we seeing more of it? Well, I think it's not the only, I mean, I, I think David Hamm put it really well when he was on the podcast before. You got to have a toolbox. Okay. So it's a tool. 
All right. But it's not the only tool. It's a tool that's going to reach some people. It's a tool that might not reach others. And I think the society we live in now, the age we live in, we, we, we walk a very dangerous, thin and dangerous line by trying to be so relevant all the time to the, to the times. We, you know, you know we, we live in a day of uh, reality TV, and it seems that everybody's doing that now. You right. know, there's reality courts scenes and divorce court and all of these other court scenes and and all these other reality shows that that obviously have a huge following and I think if if the church bends its knee and starts to move in the direction of doing more as you indicated mm-hmm. su- suggested why don't why aren't we seeing more of that people love a good story yes and people love stories that they can relate to they are Realistic, they right. are the realities right. uh, in which we live. But I think if the church bends its knee to start to do more of that, the danger is we we become uh, we become the artists on the stage, and now we are then in front of the message. Okay, so you're saying that we are effectively tackling the subjects that are negatively affecting us. I would, I would think so. Through drama. I, w- I would think so. Through um, drama. Well, I don't know if that is happening to, through through drama, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I think drama has its reach, just like any genre of music mm-hmm. has a specific group of people that it may reach. Um, you know, I mean, we even took heat on the Christmas production, you know, as great as we thought it really? was. You know, some people wrote in and say, hey, well, you know, every Spanish family is not like that. And uh, that's not what we were saying. Uh, yeah. You know, that was that specific family you know and the whole idea wasn't about how these families celebrate christmas as much as it was the meaning of christmas understood i think some people get so into those details and that's the fine line we walk when we're doing dramas is that we've got to make sure that i I think when we start to do these dramas we got to look at the end first what is it that we want to convey and then work backwards and then start writing the story to ultimately get there and if this goal is ever before us then we're not so we're not so worried about whether or not we're going to fall off the you know off the stage trying to present this other situation, because our goal is here. Our goal is to ultimately see people come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ through something that happens in the skit or in the scene, the scenes or what have you. But that's got to be the goal, we're right? Understood goal first. that. Yeah. So since that is the goal, is the quality of dramatic production good enough to reach that goal? It can be, but is it? Depends on your budget. It, yeah, it depends on your budget. <laughs> it depends on, like like Greg was saying, the message behind it. It depends on the heart of it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to do, I do believe that, you know, being Christians, we should do everything in excellence. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it all depends on your presentation and how you put it together from A to Z. Mm-hmm. And if any part of the puzzle is missing, it's going to definitely show. I've heard some Christians say that some of the Christian productions, in particular some of the movies, were just cheesy. Well, yeah, cheesy. <laughs> cheesy. I've heard it said. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think before we can even like get to movies, for me, I'll, be, I'll lay it out there right in the open. Yeah. I think a lot of church drama is whack. Okay, just, so I let's just, talk. That's my I one. Really Thank do. you. I let's so talk too. about that. Because we just said that we must do it in excellence yeah. unto the Lord. Just much of it is just poorly done. Okay, so um, how can we do it better? I don't know. You, but we've got to stop declaring ourselves as a church as the champions of human video because yeah. it's killing me. Uh, <laughs> it's just, <I'm> not, 
<laughs> okay. So uh, how can we do it better? I mean, come on, Tiffany, you've been around for a while. I mean, you've seen productions. You've been in productions. You've been in movies, television, film. Well, not movies. I've been in film, you've but been in film, like so. indies, but not okay. not movies. Um, so what do you think? I I just. I just think like in the in the secular world they have a system and they they strategize and they plan and I think it's nothing wrong with doing that if you have the heart of God um driving it you mm-hmm. know and if you have a right heart you okay. have to strategize it's not like oh we're just going to pray that this whole thing comes together no you have to set practical goals and you have to meet them and the reason why I believe the secular world is, is so successful in doing that is because that is the approach that they take. Mm. You know, it's not that we're mimicking them. It's not at all. But if I mean, biblically, it, it's all supported as well. You know, all in the Proverbs, if you look, it gives us wisdom. It, mm-hmm. it gives us wisdom on how to approach matters, how to approach um, situations in life. Sure. And this very well can be one. If we really want to write an effective drama then how are we going to do it systematically? How? What? What? Who are we trying to reach? What like is the Rick message said, behind getting it? Getting to the goal at the getting, end. You yeah, got a, you got a begin goal. point and an end point. Exactly. And you're trying to get to this end point effectively and in excellence. Right. David said the whole thing is just whack. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> go ahead, Jessica. Um, I mean, I'm all with you guys there. I mean, I've I've watched a lot of skits dramas, and I'm like, wow, this really yeah. is just like, but. Mm-hmm. I have to say something to add something to this. You know, um, shortly after I got saved, got involved here in, in Times Square Church, um, and you know, was coming with all my theater background, was you know, backstage moving props and right, stuff, and right. looking at these plays, going, "Oh my God, this right, this is terrible. Right. This is so cheesy. I right. can't believe this." But when you'd see kids at the altar mm. at the end of that, and see kids getting saved through it, through the cheesy wigs and the you know all this stuff. God really started just showing me something through that, that yes, absolutely, we need to do it with excellence. Yes, absolutely, you know, do things well, you know, write well, but it, the excellence of it is not the final factor. But God, the excellence is of God and not of the us. The excellence of God. And when you have a group of people who maybe have a little bit of skill in this, right. maybe it's just a little bit, mm-hmm. but that are surrendered to God and really, you know, asking for God to come and and use it and bless it to to reach somebody, that there's an anointing that comes that speaks through it regardless. It's not as if we're trying to replace the preaching of the Word of God Mm -hmm. with, you know, dramatization, but clearly we have recognized that this is also an effective tool, you know, to reach the lost, to evangelize, and and I think that's an important, you know, point to understand also. And um, just for me personally, I would think as well as just to evangelize, but also discipleship. And I think as a whole, churches need to increase the value of Christian drama in the local church. I'd love to see it valued as much as music. Um, really? Just because I think, again, drama and, and you know, portraying just beauty and expression and that art form just is so symbolic of like who God is and, and our I keep going back to this, but it, like in Genesis and just reading that lately and just understanding that we were made in his likeness. We were, you know, if, if we look at those days as God created the the world, the universe, and then he created and formed us in his own image, that art form, that that creativity was instilled in us. And so a lot of times we look at um, drama or we look at theater or we look at film and though that art form has become its own religion 
and mainstream. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we it's like this this stigma amongst Christians, like oh we can't get too much in that. You right, know, it's just right, it's a right. whole lot of idolatry going on. Mm-hmm. But if we can come to understand that this art form was actually birthed within us, mm-hmm. you know who we are and the image and the likeness of God that we would be creative. That's why when people don't have a relationship with God and they're in the artistic world, Mm -hmm. that's why some of it is so perverse and so wicked because it's a gift that God has given us to be that extreme and that creative. I was listening to this Christian rapper. But it's used for a negative It's used for like just twisted and distorted stuff. Sure. There's this Christian rapper who was speaking about Christianity and, um, and performing arts. And he just spoke so well. And he said, look at who God is in his creative sense and who he is. There are 300,000 different types of beetles in the world. (laughs) (laughs) He said, beetles. (laughs) (laughs) To think God took the time to create 300,000 different types of beetles. That's That's a good point. That's how creative God is. And so if, if, if we're not connected to God, and out of his image and, and functioning in our art form the way God has called us to, to yeah. glorify him. Yeah. When we're separate from God and we don't know who God is in our lives, this is why we've got the media world that we have now. Sure. Those that are, are separate from God, but yet that gift's still in them yeah. to be out there, man. Like, So this is why I'm so passionate about saying, let's bring this art form back into the house of God. Sure, sure. Good stuff, baby. Jesse had a big amen over there. Oh, so. Yeah, I mean, it just, uh, you, you know, you talked about the arts being a religion. Yeah. Been there. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, and but this is something that I was also thinking about in preparation for this. Um, you know, for those who are in the arts, my, having come from that background, it it does become a religion. And I've mm-hmm. seen for those who um, who get saved it it is a it is a stronghold that in itself has to be dealt with and god has to break that because so often you know those who are in the arts or in theater it becomes your identity mm. i am a theater person yeah. so and this is just coming from experience which can be dangerous no absolutely yeah absolutely because then you know it comes to the point and i had to go through this i know my husband had to and yeah. i know so many where you have to say it like okay well god i want to surrender this to you Mm -hmm. and i think and as we're talking about what are the qualifications for those who serve in this kind of ministry there has to be a surrender of that Mm -hmm. identity and of that ambition because it's so strong and so powerful Mm -hmm. that um you know my husband and i both were at an altar um not long after i got saved and say okay god we lay this thing down Mm -hmm. you know i we just want to serve you we just want to be used by you and it was after that that you know God was like, okay, well, here you are backstage moving props, uh-huh. <laughs> you know? I see very But good. it wasn't out of, okay, I want, I got to, you know, I think some people get saved and it's like, okay, well, now I'm going to be, uh, you know, I'm going to do theater for Christ. Well, maybe you are, maybe you're not. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you have to, you have to, I think you have to be surrendered to what God wants to do in and through you. And he, and he may choose to use those gifts that he put in you yeah. at a season for his glory in that way, or, or he, he may, may not. not. Right. You just have to be a tool that's available. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and if he needs a hammer for that day, he'll use you. Yeah. Or if he needs a, you know, or a screwdriver or a wrench, he'll use you then. Yeah. And you surrender to what God would have 
have you be used and for. And when you say surrender, just surrender the whole, because you're more than just an actor, and I'm more than just a broadcaster, and you're more than just a producer and a writer. Just surrender the title. Is that well, right? yeah, I mean, you have you have to know who you are in, in Christ. Christ first. Yeah. I, have to, I had to come to a place where I said, I'm not just a, a director, I'm not just a theater person. That can come and go, but mm-hmm. I am a child of God, and, you know, that's first. I get it. That good stuff. That importance of what Jesse's saying about <clears throat> um, qualifications and knowing who you are in Christ. When it comes to who we are in Christ and art, it's just so important to have an understanding um, of where you stand in Christ. I think too, because art always takes us to that place where whatever's being expressed in the art form, people are going to react to it and, and they're going to acknowledge it. And, you know, so for art, you know, m- most often than none people re- respond and adore that art form or they'll they'll worship in in, in a sense mm-hmm. that particular portrayal or what they find to be beautiful in their eyes okay. okay and and so i think again those these are some of these tricky areas of where and why maybe church kind of falls back a little bit say we can't get too much into you know theater and film and, and drama because again things get um just sort of mixed up in terms of where the attention is going. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, um, I wrote and directed a play um, in 2008, and I did an association with Nikki Cruz Outreach and the Salvation Army. It reminds me of uh, the play that you guys did, and I did it on 47th Street at right. Theater 315. Oh, right around here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and just, and um, it was an awesome show dealing with young people and anger and violence. But because of that platform and that opportunity for these actors to to do this two-week run that was very successful, yeah. I watched some of them really kind of get puffed up in their own art mm. and in their own ability to mm. just really be creative. And so there became that that spiritual wrestle in terms of who's getting the glory right, right now. And um, I had to create sort of a discipleship time through the process that was required of all the actors. Okay. That's interesting, though, because, you know, we do have to operate in the spirit of excellence, and sometimes people don't like it when you do things too good. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? They just don't. It's like, you know, we got to cut this guy down the size yeah. or cut this girl down the size. But is there a method to kind of find balance there? Because if you're good at what you do, you're good at what you do. Yeah. And I think you can't be afraid of of being good at what you do. You know what I mean? To, right. You know, to be good at what you do is not bad. I mean, but he mentioned but, being puffed up. Well, you. I mean, and for, pride, as we know, is an enemy of worship. So yeah. Well, you. I mean, you got to know who the glory is for. I mean, okay. we pray it. We open every rehearsal up with God. This is for you. This is for your glory. Right. If you're going to use us in this, we don't want to be the focus. You know. Let us not receive the focus and the attention. Let us always. Yeah, I got a thought, too, because, um, I mean, we're talking about the excellence and we're talking about it being whack. And, and I, I agree, too. I've seen some. <laughs> I didn't say all of you it was said whack. whack. <laughs> a lot of it. No, you can't just, backpedal but, now. Yeah. A lot of it. I think the thing we have to also remember, and this is to the credit of the church at large, is that most churches are not. And I'm talking from a very practical perspective. Yeah. People don't build churches with a set in mind, you know, just in case we want to do a drama. <laughs> right. You know, they build a church because it's a church. It's a place to worship. And I think we we have to remember that the church, the edifice, I'm talking about the physical building. The physical building is designed for the most part to be a church. And so it's whack because, you know, at times because you're going to see, you know, the communion table in the back of a set because they don't have anywhere else to put it. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, they it's a church. 
And and the videography and the, you know, Tiffany made reference to how the industry does it. You know, well, most churches are not operating with uh, $60,000 cameras, you know. They don't have that in their budget. So know, there's two sides of the coin. Either, very, absolutely. Either, so, either we can have the big budget and the, and the major cameras and uh, great equipment and do it that way, or you can not have that and let God do the rest. Right, Jess? I mean, when, that's what Jesse just can said. Can I talk about Cross? Yeah. Cross was about? the simplest production uh, it wasn't done here, but it, well, we did do it here once. I think we right? did, but it was why first was it so done. simple? It started. It was so simple. There was no mm. set. No it was set. Like a small little theater with black walls. So and, was it monologues? Yeah. Okay. Um, this was uh, several years ago. It was probably about a year after I got saved. Yeah. Um, and my now husband, who was then not my husband, um, also from an act- acting background, um, with the missions director here, um, who my husband, my now husband, was volunteering with, um, just had an idea to do an outreach down to um, in a theater, in a small downtown theater where um, Caesar and I had done some theater work before. Yeah. Um, we started out with the idea to do an adaptation of The Cross and the Switchblade to go do it in a theater as a, you know, Christian production, but not necessarily call it that, just right. as a way for, you know, to do this production outside of the church where people could come and invite unsaved friends, loved ones, or whatever. Hey, let's just go see a play. Yeah. But that there would be a Christian message in it. Okay. Um, God kind of took it and changed it a lot along the way. Um, and what it wound up being in the end was um, basically four testimonies of four of the people who were involved in the play. Uh, we kind of nice. broke down their story and they just told it as monologues in pieces. You know, we had four stools. It was a little black box theater, four stools, Greg on piano in the back and another singer. They would, you know, get up and start spotlight would come on them, start telling a story. just out of nowhere. You don't know what the context is. They're just telling a story. Light goes down. Somebody else tells part of their story. Right. Like another part of the story. Then we sing a song. The songs were all, just ministering the gospel, but basically the the four stories as we got piece of it a piece of it at a time, mm-hmm. it kind of just told the story of these four people getting to the place where they needed to cry out to God. So obviously, it was very impactful. What made it so impactful, being it was so simple? Well, I mean, part of it I think is just is the simplicity of a testimony. Okay, um, that this you know that no one could argue with what God had done. Or what had happened in their life. And, you know, at the end of it, there was no preaching. There was no altar call. We actually were going to have a part where we kind of brought forth the gospel at the end. But the night before we opened, Pastor Neil was like, don't be so religious. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it. Just be okay with planting the seed. Sure. Um, and, And the songs were clearly ministering the gospel. I mean, the opening lines of the first song was, you know, if anybody asks you what we're singing for, it's not for fame or accolades, what others are looking for. I do remember that. I, I, I do. <laughs> the song was, we are fishers of men and we leave due to Calvary. Right, I mean, right, that, right. These were Christian songs okay, in it. So, okay. I mean. Nice. Yeah. I wanted to talk about what I heard uh, former Pastor Dave talk about here. And um, he, he kind of drew a line between entertainment and ministry. And I want to talk about some of the Facebook comments. We did put the question on Facebook. question was, what do you think? Are Christian drama presentations effective? Do they minister or do they have to? Is there anything wrong with Christian entertainment? Well, it's kind of like four questions there. Uh, but we got a response. Uh, response says, 
Luba Volson says, I do not really understand why do we need Christian entertainment. I remember on Christmas we came to TSC to praise God, to listen to God's word, but instead it was a drama presentation. Even if it was a good message through it, but we needed to worship God, sacrifice, and the praise. So she didn't see the need for a drama presentation. We have Eunice Ramirez. The Lord has given us such talented people. Why not use such gifts to preach his word? During a special holiday, I believe having a skit to minister God's word is great. The focus of our ministry is to reach the lost. So she's won a yay vote. Uh, Sergio Jonathan Caballero. I hope I pronounced that correctly. I'm, I, you know, I hate butchering people's names. <laughs> I honestly think that Christian drama presentations can certainly be effective given their heart and message points to Jesus. That's what Dave said. He says, you know, so long as it's ministry and it points to the Lord, it's okay. So there are obviously some Christians who believe that, you know, the entertainment aspect is not necessary. I, I think one of the things is, is that a lot of Christians are afraid to even use the word entertainment. Yeah. Okay. You're they almost your act as if think? entertainment is a derogatory, a bad, sinful word. It's an ungodly word. And, there, and, the, and the truth of the matter is there are more Christians. And I would venture to say, and I haven't studied this at all, but I would venture to say that Christians probably spend more money on entertainment than non-Christians do. Because Christians have just as much cable TV, just as many cell phones. They download just as many ringtones. As anybody else does. Well, and I'm it, not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying the reality is that that is our reality. You know, everyone in here has a cell phone. Right. Everybody in here has a phone, has a phone, and we've got at least one game on it that we like or liked or used or downloaded at some point or another. Right. You, you know what I mean? And so entertainment is not a bad word. There's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. Christians were entertained scripturally in, at, at points as well. So, that, so we can't pretend that Christians, that entertainment is not a Christian thing. We want to laugh. We want to have a good time. But I think it's the content of that entertainment that it's always the question. Yeah, it's interesting you should talk about that. I remember there was a season, I don't know, about maybe, I don't know, five, ten years. I don't want to date myself, Lord have mercy. Well, we just know <laughs> you. But was, we, we know your insurance. All right, whatever, whatever. whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> there was a while back when um, Christian cafes were hot. Mm. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Everybody had a Christian cafe, and it was like an open mic night, and yeah. you would go down in a cafe, and they'd have the one candle sitting there on the table, and it was it was almost like a nightclub. Absolutely, there's still some out there. Yeah, there are. So yeah. Yeah. let's just talk about that briefly. I know it's kind of veering off from the dramatic aspect of what we're talking about, but it falls in the entertainment thing that we're talking about. What's wrong with that, or is there anything wrong with that? Nothing. There's nothing wrong with it, no, in I, your opinion. I, I don't think that we should be fearful of good and healthy entertainment just because there is so much unhealthy and sinful entertainment out there. I think that Christians are fearful because they feel that entertainment will lead them towards sin, i.e., as I was talking about, going down into a Christian cafe and then you've got the dim lights and you've got the one candle on the table there. Well, and wouldn't that be all in a person's heart? I mean, it's in, it's in what what's in a person, excuse me, it's in your heart. And if if you don't have that in your heart, if that's not your intention or your your motive is not to go in there and see and 
feel this different mood and feel like, oh, I'm going to sin because I'm in this dark room with mm. candles lit, listening mm. to this person mm. say spoken word. Okay. It just doesn't make sense to me. If that's in your heart, sure. Okay. You're going to go there. I mean, we all are. Nobody's perfect. We, right. e- it's every day. It's, it's you're, you're uh, going to the Father asking for a cleansing. Sure. But it's just something about knowing in your heart that, Lord, my life is committed to you. That's a good point. Everything that I, everything that I am is yours. Just like Paul, nobody could take him off of that path, and right. they did not because he was convinced. Okay. So it all depends on the person. It all depends on the heart. If that's in not in your, if that is not in your heart, you will not fall away. You will not fall straight to entertainment, right. to any other aspect of of whatever you just will not fall prey to that good point. i just don't believe so that. so in other words if you know if if i'm going in a dimly lit cafe and it kind of affects me i need to check myself well i think lisa cammy said it a few weeks ago is that, we talked is that about, what you're saying uh, you're yeah saying, i mean yeah. i i think so yeah. a style of music that she used to listen to right and Which why she, she no longer listens listens to it because she didn't want to stir up anything yeah, she of wants the, that of yesterday she yeah. wants to dance yeah. so i don't want to breathe life back into an area that I've been delivered from. Okay. Which is wise. And so it is an individual thing, but you were you were onto something there. Well, David. there's there's a lot of unhealthy entertainment out there. And we do have the Holy Spirit residing within us and we do have the word of God. And I think that as Christians, we are able to maintain the ability to make a distinction between the two. Hmm. That which is good, that which is not good. And you find all through the scriptures where pleasure comes from the psaltery and harp, where pleasure comes from uh, brethren dwelling together, you know, where, where pleasure comes from even speech you'll find in the Proverbs where a good word was given. And, and that can you can take that and make it as broad as you like, whether it's dramatization, whether it's music in a cafe, where it's a timely word. It's like a, a cool drink of water, and it does minister to you. And, and, and again, the stigma that comes with the word entertainment, as Greg was saying, we can start to shut down and become so religious mm-hmm. that all we're going to do is walk to the church and then go home. Yeah, which is unrealistic, isn't it? <laughs> it is unrealistic. Sure. And it becomes so religious that you're not believable right. as a person, right. as a Christian you person become a anymore. Character. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. This is a good time to take a break. Take a break on a good word. How good and pleasant it is for brethren and sistren to dwell together in unity. (laughs) It's good to have you guys here. We're going to talk a bit more about Christian drama and the TSC Easter production coming up soon. After the break with Greg Thomas, Tiffany Thompson, David Oliveira, David Hamm, and Jesse Carrasco on Music with a Mission. God is incredible. God is with you. God is aware of your struggle. God is ready to forgive. God is powerful. God is your friend. God is a good listener. God is for you. God is willing to God help. God is and always will God be. God is able to God protect. Is God good. is power to change. God is a provider. God is Jesus. God is here. God yeah. is the one who loves you. God is merciful. God merciful. is a husband to the widow. God is the one with your hands. God is there when no one else is. TSC Music Radio. Where God is. This is Carter Conlon from Times Square Church. The Gospel of Luke chapter 2 speaks of a time when there was social upheaval, taxation, and great distress had come to the people. In the midst of it all, an angel appeared to some shepherds in a field, and he said these words to them. 
Fear not, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. And then he instructed them to go to a place which was not in common view. People who are not seeking this child in this particular spot would not even have been aware that this baby was there. Now, you and I know today this child turned out to be the Son of God. And as much as people needed to seek him to find him then, you and I need to seek him to find him today. The Lord said through the prophet Jeremiah, You'll search for me and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. It is time to pray. To find a prayer meeting in your area, visit nycprayer.org. TSC Music Radio's Music with a Mission. I'm Derek Davis, and we are back talking about drama and the effectiveness of Christian drama as a ministry. And happen to know that Times Square Church is coming up with an Easter production. The production is called Sent by God, written by our own Greg Thomas. Directed and by Tiffany Thompson, Jessica Carrasco, Jesse Carrasco. David Hamm is actually in it, too. And David Olver is in it. You guys David. are all smiling. You are happy about this production. They, they all did some writing too. So you guys more, did writing too. More David? so, David. David, did, you did some writing on. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you guys tell us about it? Oh man. Well, uh, Greg called me in for a meeting. Uh, I don't know. It was about a month ago, right? And uh, and you know, I've I've seen you know quite a few productions here at Times Square. Um, but uh, I knew something was going to be really special with this one because Greg was, like, really excited. And he, like, got behind the piano and started, like, playing out some of the tunes. But he's excited musical. about everything. I'm... Yeah, but there was something, like, really electric the way he Another presented level? this one. Yeah, really? like, you know, okay. you, you know when a director's really excited about his work. Uh-huh. like And, like, he feels really good about it. Okay. And I, it got me excited. And uh, it, was, I, it was an honor to be able to, to take the script home and just kind of add a couple small pieces and a few mm-hmm. lines here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just excited about it. And uh, I think this one's really special. There is definitely yeah. something in the air about this particular production. How about you, David? Well, I didn't write anything. <laughs> but, I am, but I am in it, and okay. I agree with uh, David. What part do you play? I play a priest. Okay. Yeah, and it's uh, it's 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 very good. And like David said, ever since uh, Greg just played that first little line yeah. on the music, you knew that he had something. And through all the work that Tiffany and Jessica oh, have yeah. done, you know we're, we're we're doing one piece at a time. But uh-huh. you can see it coming together as a whole. I mentioned the story of Jesus, you know, earlier. And you start to see the story of Christ being formed, and it is going to draw people in so that they can understand who Jesus was, what he did for them, and why. It's fantastic. Now, Greg, what is so different about this Easter production as opposed to other Easter productions? I mean, it's the story of Jesus, no? Uh, it is. It's the story of Christ. Um, what makes this one so different? You know, I, I'm not really sure. I think... Um, you know, this story has been told, and I'm going to say a line from the play. This story has been told over 2,000 times, <laughs> over 2,000 years. Right. It has been told in so many different ways. And yeah. I think you you can never run out of ways. I mean, when you read the gospel of Jesus Christ, when you read about the life of Christ, there's so much there. You can't capture it in 45 minutes or an hour and a half. Sure. Uh, there's so many things that he did. There's so many things that he said. And you can read it 100 times, and, 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 and you can come out with 100 different productions. No mm-hmm. question about it. Um, uh, I think that this one might be a little different from your normal Resurrection Sunday production um, 
because it really is true to Scripture, one. It is the gospel. Uh, we, we didn't take a whole lot of liberty to create scenes. I mean, I took it right out of Scripture, nice. almost line for line. Nice. Uh, sure, some lines are a little modern to, to be a little more relevant. Oh, okay, so it is listen. different in that regard then. Yeah, um, but for the most part, it's, it's really spoken in ancient times. Okay. You know, ancient language uh, for the most part. I mean, it's not King James, but it's, you'll hear some King James in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then there are scenes that come right to today. There's a mocker scene that, you know, these guys are, 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 are speaking in, you know, their today language. I you see, know, very using good. Using terminology okay. that they would normally use to mock somebody, and okay. that's what they did to Christ. And so right. it, it really is the, the gospel message. But then at the end, uh, it starts at a church scene. It ends in the church scene. Mm-hmm. So people are not drawn to a production as much as they are. We're trying to make them realize you are in church when you walk in the door. Understood. You're coming to Times Square Church, and the play takes you to church. Mm-hmm. Understood. <laughs> you okay. know, and so we go through the scenes, and the scenes are real. They're right out of Scripture. And then you know, the chief priest, David Ham, comes back, and he ends back up at the church. Oh, you play the chief priest, David. Yes. Okay. And the preacher. And the preacher. Yeah. Dual role. Wow. It's a real transitional thing. (laughs) All right. (laughs) And that's the great, brilliant mind work of Jesse and Tiffany, because I didn't write it that way. Well, let's let's talk to them about that. (laughs) Jess, tell us about that. Oh, well. um, What prompted that? uh, To tell you the truth, part of it was um, some casting trouble we were having. (laughs) 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 So, you know, we we had, had put the word out to some people to... To be in the production yeah. to play this group of priests and elders, which really are the the core, um, the kind of lead characters in this, really is the, the priests and the elders. Mm-hmm. And um, some people could do it, some people couldn't. And you know, we we wanted Dave. First, we talked about having David do the chief priest, and then then we wound up having David do the preacher. And he wrote me an email. He was like, "I'm so excited! I don't have to be the bad guy." <laughs> <laughs> and then we come back around and. Um, but we said, well, what if we were having some trouble casting the, the chief priest? We said, well, what if David plays both roles? And and first we were talking about, uh, you know, oh, okay, maybe nobody would notice if he's, you know, he's in a different costume. But then Tiffany and I were talking about it. We said, well, what if we don't try and hide the fact that he's playing both of these roles? What right. if we actually make the choice that he transforms from one into the other on the stage? Which nice. then kind of opened up a whole kind of way of kind of doing the production in which the preacher basically he starts preaching this sermon but his sermon comes to life right the choir okay. the preacher turn into they begin to create the world of jerusalem wow. the chief priest so wow. that's what we're trying to, it to sounds do like on stage quite and a production no <laughs> yeah is it absolutely i mean it's again it demonstrates just the level of creativity that's coming um out of the church, which mm-hmm. I, and this is the place where it's supposed to be, okay. um, is is that we should be able to just do drama and, and create um, just a beautiful artistic expression of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and that's what you're going to get Easter Sunday here. Looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. I heard Derek Davis is in it too. I, I, yeah, you know, I heard he was playing so the character pilot. Oh man, you guys cannot hold water, man! Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, I do have a small part, and uh, I'm looking forward to the production as well. We'll give tell you a hint. He washes his hands. Right. <laughs> that's, that's all we're going to tell you. And the real water. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's go back real to water, right? Yeah. We'll it's going to be water. real water? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. 
Well, let's go back to Facebook. Let's see what folks are talking about in answer to the question, which is actually there are like four questions in one. You know, what do you think? Are Christian drama presentations effective? Do they minister or do they have to? Is there anything wrong with Christian entertainment? We had a lot of responses. Erica Paulson Thomas. I know her. I personally found Christian drama presentation to be great evangelistic tools. I've invited many friends and family to our church's Christmas and Easter plays here at TSC who would not have otherwise set foot inside the church. So, I mean, it's kind of like a bait, isn't it? You know, good bait. Marie Tinsley, I think you all have made very good observations. She's actually responding to what everybody said here. And it seems like there is merit in everything said. We have to spread the gospel of Christ no matter how we do it, as long as it is done in a manner that would please God. So it goes back to what David is saying. I mean, it's, you know, as long as Christ is the center point, the core, and uh, the goal of what, who we're trying to exalt. Sent by God. The Times Square Ch- Did you have a point, David? Well, just an observation. Um, there's a Christian movie called Fireproof. Okay. Um, fairly recent movie. Yes. And Kurt Cameron is the lead actor, and he is a believer. Mm-hmm. And I watched him, and the transformation that took place in the movie from an unsaved man to a saved man, when he got saved, I mean, he got saved, and you saw the, the true progression of what it's like for an unbeliever to become a believer. Mm. And once he was a believer in the movie, I mean, he was real. And we were all crying. Okay. <laughs> you know, but but knowing that he's a Christian helps. But seeing the part that he played as a believer, I mean, it gripped you, gripped your heart. Mm-hmm. The things that he said, you knew he believed them. And it was probably the most believable script that I've ever seen in a Christian movie um, not that I've seen them all, but this one was particularly impressive. And if those elements that you guys are talking about are evident, then it becomes effective. It, it was so effective that because I like to read the story behind the stories. I'm really into the to, mm. to that, that the actress that plays his wife. I don't know if you're familiar with this, but the mm-hmm. actress that plays his wife at the end of the scene, at the end of this production, the, the, the film, he kisses his wife, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he wouldn't kiss the actress. He says, no, we got to find a way to bring my life into this. I will, I will not kiss her. He <laughs> you talk about it. integrity, man. He, he wouldn't do That's it. the walk in the line of and integrity. And they dressed Love his it. wife up and yeah. turned her back, and you'd never even know. You know, but if you got a $50,000 camera and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and makeup artists who are getting paid $10,000 an hour, right, you, right, know, you right. can do that. Yeah. Right, but for right, us... Right. We got to cast husbands and wives. Actually, to do that sure. Great, that movie. It was. It was. It was free. It was made. They didn't really? have. They didn't have a budget for that movie. They didn't have a budget. No, they didn't have to pay. Is what I'm saying. Right. Like, right. They, it was like all the favor of God. See. Yeah. See. If you watch the commentary, you'll see. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And I believe that the favor of God is going to be on this Times Square Church production, this Easter production called "Sent by God," written by Greg Thomas, and a few writing credits from David Ham and Jesse and. 
Tiff, uh, and a few really? others. Tiffany's like, nah, I didn't. I, 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 don't put me in there. But she directs, you know, and, and you does. guys, everybody's involved here. And it's going to be a, a, a wonderful production. We just believe in God for the best. Thank you guys for being on Music with a Mission. Greg Thomas, along for the ride once again. Thank you. Always good to be here. Tiffany Thompson. Thank you. David Oliveri. Thank you. David Hand. A pleasure. And Jesse Carrasco. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Don't forget that will be April 24th, right here at Times Square Church. Check the website, www.tscnyc.org, for more details. Take Joy, My King, and what you hear, and let it be a sweet sound in your ear. We sincerely hope and pray that this podcast is a sweet sound in your ear. By the way, we do want to hear what you think about music with a mission. We want your tips, hints, questions, and suggestions. Email your comments to music at timesquarechurch.org, or check out TSC Music on Facebook and Twitter. And, of course, visit the website, www.tscnyc.org dot org slash music portions of music in this podcast provided by tsc music produced by the director of tsc music greg thomas mixed and engineered by harry vaughn and special administrative assistance from jessica carrasco remember if ever we put the messenger before the message we have failed to present an unblemished gospel i'm Derek davis join us next time on music with a mission